yeah, I mean, I think part of what you see now is is a little bit of a product of mm-hmm. the four years that we spent wow. living in a in a bus in a in a mobile pressure cooker, basically. Yeah. Yeah. My husband liked to say there's no room for an elephant <laughs> in 300 square feet of space. You really got to learn to deal with things. Yeah. You can't sweep them under a rug. You can't slam a door. There mm-hmm. was there was sliding of curtains instead of slamming of doors. This was our home. These walls hurt it all. Welcome to another episode of Creative Cliff Jumpers. I'm Kim Krennic, your host, and I'm interviewing Angie Shanks today. Her family decided to sell everything and live on a bus. How are you today? I'm doing good. It's a beautiful day. Angie, what led you guys to decide to get the bus and hit the road and and sell the house, right? Mm-hmm. Sell the house too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just what led up to that okay so we were living in wilmington north carolina and we had been there for about five five or so years at that point four kids had the really nice big house at the end of the cul-de-sac with the three-car garage and the hoa and the homeschool community that most people would give much for um a wonderful church body that we were actively a part of and um friends we we really had a wonderful life but something in us my husband and I we were um, talking one day and we were like you know this is pretty much what people work their whole lives to attain and here we have it right now is this all there is like what do we do now do we coast from here on out mm. and um, and that just didn't really sit well with us we we're like no that doesn't sound right um, there was just something in us that wanted the more and we weren't quite sure what the more looked like but we we wanted it (laughs) so prayerfully submitting this you know like lord okay there's no reason for us to want to go and leave all of this Mm -hmm. except that there's this hunger for more Mm -hmm. so um we started thinking okay maybe we could you know go here or go there we went uh we thought maybe Maybe we're going to move to Florida. Maybe we're going to go to the mountains of North Carolina. Maybe, you know, and so we would kind of like put out feelers. Okay, let's go visit. Let's go see. And, you know, doors would close. We even went uh, to Florida once uh, thinking, okay, this this might be what we do, to go look at houses to see about buying one. Mm-hmm. When we, um, on our way, on our way driving down there, the day before we were supposed to go look at all these potential houses to buy, our realtor called and said all but one of them just went off the market. Oh, that's crazy. So we're like, okay, that's a closed door. Um, <laughs> so a friend of mine um, sent me a link to uh, a family's webpage who um, had two little kids and they lived in a converted bus and they traveled. And so I, when I saw that, oh my goodness, something just happened. Like my heart sang and I was like, this is it. Yes. Yes. And so I sent it to my husband and I'm like, what do you think of this? And he said, yeah, yeah, Yeah. I kind of like the idea of that. Mm -hmm. So then we started pursuing like, okay, what does that look like with a family our size? So my husband researches things to the nth degree because it had to be sturdy and not, you know, be something that's just going to fall apart. All of our savings went to buying that bus 
and then we parked it down the street from us because we lived in an HOA, so you couldn't park it at your house, you couldn't work on it at your house. We, mm -hmm. we found um, RV storage down the street from us, and that's where it sat for the next year and a half while we worked on it and converted it and gutted it and made it into what it was. When we, when we brought that thing home, I said, okay, so like, um, are we gonna leave like in two months? What do you think? <laughs> and he laughed at me. He's like, no, Angie, no, no, this is gonna take at least a year. And I was like, what, really? Wow. Oh man. Okay, so I had no idea like all of all that this would take and I'm all like let's go now we're ready now and mm -hmm. my husband's like so you know how, like our husbands do they temper yeah. us and he's yeah. like no honey well, this is gonna take time and praise God for that too mm -hmm. because during that time w you know we were able to take our time to baby step our family down from a 2,500 square foot house mm -hmm. down to 300 square feet to prepare them yeah to prepare the kids mm -hmm. and me and and my husband and my job was to okay we're gonna whittle our lives down to just this amount of space mm -hmm. so in that time we got i got rid of all the kids stuff and furniture and we i moved them into one room all of them sleeping on we had we were we built bunks for the kids into the bus my husband welded the frame of it so nothing was going to shake right. this they were safe right but we had custom made mattresses and so I, we had those made. I laid them out on the floor so they would learn to sleep together in one room, learn to be together in one room, wow. not have to have that notion of this is my space mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, and they did it. So yeah, that's pretty cool that, that that all worked out. I mean, the dynamic of your family is in, its, in and of itself a testimony of God's amazing grace and just God's presence, you know, in your lives. It's, it's just exciting. Yeah, I mean, I think part of what you see now is, is a little bit of a product of mm -hmm. the four years that we spent wow. living in a, in a bus, in a, in a mobile pressure cooker, basically. Yeah. Yeah. My husband liked to say there's no room for an elephant <laughs> in 300 square feet of space. You really got to learn to deal with things. Yeah. You can't sweep them under a rug. You can't slam a door. There, mm -hmm. was, there was sliding of curtains instead of slamming of doors. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but but yeah you, we really did become extremely close during those times and yeah. um, there were memories I wouldn't trade for the world and experiences that you know kind of shaped who they are too yeah yeah but but it, it was kind of a cliff jump you, you mentioned a, a, a leap of faith because you know even in our our church um, you know when we would we we don't just operate autonomously you know we believe that the church is there and our our church um, leaders are there they're for us mm -hmm. you know they're they serve us and we come to them for godly wisdom and you know there was there were two um, co co-pastors and it was funny because the one was like oh yeah this is gonna be awesome God's gonna use this so well and then there was another that said Hmm. I'm not sure this is very responsible of you. You know, just mm -hmm. those two again, like the two opposite. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so right. we really did have to be confident that God was leading us in this because yeah. if you're not, you are going to be tossed with the the waves of opinion. Absolutely. You know, really the waves good. of um, other people's fears. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, we've got enough of our own to battle that, right. you know, so um, that was something. And then my husband, um, in, in the beginning of this, he worked full time um, as an employee of a company. Well, in the process of this bus conversion, before we went actually on the road, he quit that job right before we um, went on the road, before right before the conversion was actually complete and we took that that leap. Yeah. Um, he quit his job wow. and um, was just kind of thinking, okay, I'll do freelance. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't, it didn't exactly fall into place right away. It didn't take long. But it wasn't right. It was enough for him to experience some anxiety mm-hmm. and to kind of, you know, how, you know, men's, men's identities and their, their um, sense of value is a lot tied up in their, mm-hmm. their way they can provide for their family. Right. And so there was a time when he was just wrecked over the, with the fear of what did I do? What did I just do? And I had to say to him, I'm like, honey, I'm just going to give you permission to fail. Mm. You have permission to fail. Let's That's powerful. <laughs> let's do it. Let's just jump. And yeah. if we, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. But let's do it, and mm. let's see what God does. Because if if He is at the helm of this, He will throw that mattress mm-hmm. under us. You know, He mm-hmm. will pull out that safety net. He will reveal that step at the last minute, and He mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. And I, it was so funny because I remember sitting in a grocery store parking lot in Florida and he got a call. I mean, we had just talked about the, the angst of this, the, but what if, you know, and I was like, you know what, God will provide. If I get out of the car, take the kids into the grocery store because he gets a call from a work um, person, somebody he works with, offering him freelance work. <laughs> and saying, hey, I heard you went freelance. Are you available for this? And he mm-hmm. said, yes. And when I got back in from the grocery store, he was beaming. He's like, you're never going to believe what that phone call was. Wow. And I love that because if you don't take those steps of faith and obedience to where, you know, it's not just reckless. It's, mm-hmm. I really believe God is leading us in this. And then you get to see him mm-hmm do the things for you that you couldn't do yourself what was while you were on the road one of the greatest challenges for you guys um that you walked through as a family Hmm. my husband would say all the mechanical things that went wrong (laughs) along the way that that um, caused him to have to really press in and trust Mm -hmm. um you are in the middle of nowhere literally corn on either side of you and your tire pops and you go and you're like, okay, Lord, but we had been through enough at this point to say, okay, Lord, what do you have for us in this? And wouldn't you know, there's a gas station right right up the road and a guy is able to come and fix you. But while you're there, you get in a conversation with him and he shares a part of his life that he's struggling with right then and you're able to pray with him. And you wouldn't have had that moment or that connection had you not had that flat tire. Mm. So things like that, I think for my husband, for me, a lot of it was um, the interpersonal things that you really, really had to deal with, Mm -hmm. um, with the kids and with your husband 
in that small space. Mm-hmm. Um, you really had to learn to communicate. Not that we're experts even right now, but um, we we had to even more so become external processors. Mm-hmm. Um, getting things out on the table um, before they became a really big thing. And even when they did become a really big thing, dealing with those things in a fishbowl. Mm. You know, there, there's a lot of windows and you can hear everything on the outside and just having to not care what people thought mm. as you're walking through your, you know, sometimes we were yelling. Sometimes we were slamming the bus door as we walked away, you know, but coming back and and having that, okay, here's our, you know, come back together moment, you know. Mm. Wow. So I'm not sure if that really answered your, the biggest challenges question. But. No, I mean, it, it, it's, I, I mean, one thing that I see in your perspective as you come at things is what, which I think is a real, a very strong point that you have. And, and I see this in your whole family. Um, you, you guys are the kind of people that like, yes, there's a problem, but we are going to find a way around that. You are like definitely the problem solvers. You maybe each have your own different way of going about it, but each one of you um, has a way like your husband obviously he has his way because he's more the technical guy mm-hmm. but your yours is more that like guys you're like the the family like spearhead when it comes to cheerleader and mm-hmm. we're gonna see the bright side of the situation you're mm-hmm. the Pollyanna for sure <laughs> um yeah you you have that and and it's neat because because your family is just such a beautiful testimony of of just I mean I know that you guys are real people you fight things out like real people do, but you also love really hard and really strong. And mm-hmm. you, and you you live really loudly the way not not in an not in an obnoxious way, but loudly in a very strong, beautiful way. You represent a good way to do life as a family. Can you can you think of one one experience with a family that you had that just really stands out to you? Um, one that comes to mind is when we were in Melbourne, Florida. We had purposed to stay with, for a month, another traveling family. So we were gonna park right next to each other and kind of have community on the road. That that really appealed to us. Um, so we really, this was a family of two adults and two kids, teenage kids. And-, um, and how, how old were your kids, by the way, at this time? Um, let's see. Maybe 14, 12, 9, and 7. Okay. All right. And they had two teenagers. Yeah, they had two teenagers that were, um, one was uh, close to 18, hmm. and one maybe 15, 16, a little bit older. But um, we pull in and we see that there's uh, next to us tent campers, and they have all their trash in our dump hook up where you're supposed to hook your your dump into and so we're like oh, oh no. great you know <laughs> uh, so yeah. we, we get out we pull out all the trash we we pull into our little narrow spot and um hook up and notice you know okay these these people next to us over here but then right next to us were our friends who we were purposing to do life with for this next month and um we get out we're excited um, we talk about, you know, kind of like what we're going to do for the next month, meal planning kind of thing and all that. Well, the next morning we get up, my husband and I go for a coffee date. And it, this was in February, so it was pretty chilly. Uh, we went for our coffee date. We came back and my, hus- 
my husband gets a phone call. So he's on the phone and I'm sitting there with my hot beverage, you know, in the car, kind of loath to get out. And I look over and I see the tent unzip and somebody emerge from it who's in, you know, in these, this nice um, button down white shirt, khaki pants tucked in, looking kind of like professional, come out of the tent and get in his car and sit in it to warm it up. Kind of like we're, we're you know, both sitting in our cars and I look over and I see him and something in me just said, go invite him to dinner tonight. And I was like, okay. So I get out of the car and I go and I knock on his window and he rolls it down. <laughs> and I said, hi, we're your new neighbors for the next month. And we're, I, you know, I just saw you come out. I wanted to know, hey, would you like to come to dinner with us tonight? And he goes, that is so sweet of you. Okay, but I'm gonna have to ask my partner. And, and I said, okay, your partner's welcome too. And um, he's like, okay, well, I'll let you know. And I think we exchanged numbers or something. And he's like, I'll let you know today. Thank you so much. And and I walk back over to the car and Sean, he's on the phone and he's like, <laughs> and I said, it's okay. And, and I tell him, I'm like, I just invited him to dinner. What? <laughs> and then I get out and I go over to our neighbor who is now up and she's, she lifts the the blinds and she's like, howdy neighbor. And I said, Hey, you need to know <laughs> we're, we're having company over tonight. Cause we had purpose to have meals together right. in the evening. With you know, we're family. really gonna, you yeah. know, do life together. <laughs> I said, we're, we're going to have company tonight for dinner. And she's like, Oh, and I said, yeah, the guy next door came out of the, the tent and, you know, he's got to ask his partner first. Uh, but you know, they're going to be coming. She goes, huh? Oh no. I got to say, Angie, I don't know that I would have done that. <laughs> and I said, well, I think that's part of why we're doing life together. <laughs> so then the day progresses. Great. I'm, I'm in, I'm in the bus. And so the windows like this, this tent site is right up next to our bus. Like their mm -hmm. picnic table is right there. And so I'm doing life, you know, fixing stuff and looking out and I look down on them. Um, cause I'm up above and I see there's this girl, a woman, a woman in an electric blue swimsuit. That's kind of really racy, um, with a matching electric blue hair. And she's kind of older, like my age ish. And she's going in and out of this tent and sitting at the ta picnic table and then going in and coming out. And I'm like, what is she doing? Cause I know that there's two guys that live there, hmm. you know? So I'm like, kind of like watchful neighbor now like is she like is she should she be there and um then i see another girl a woman uh come and sit with her and they're sitting and i can see they're trying to make coffee with this percolator but they don't have water so i open my window and i'm like hi ladies i see you're trying to make coffee can i give you some water and they said that would be great so they hand up the thing and i hand down the thing and, and they're like, thank you so much. And I was like, no problem. Hey, so do you guys, are you guys staying in that tent? You know, kind of fishing, you know, for information. And, and the, watch. the one, yeah, the electric blue says, yeah, I'm staying in there for, for a while. I'm, I'm going to be staying there. And I'm like, oh, okay. And she, this one's like, no, I stay over there in that tent with my family. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, so 
you know, I invited the guys who live there to come for dinner tonight. And if you're staying with them, I mean, you're welcome to come too. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. And I said, yeah, no problem. It'll be like five o'clock tonight. Uh, but um, are there more of you? Or are you guys the only ones <laughs> in there? Like how many should we expect for dinner? <laughs> and she goes, okay. Um, and I'm watching her and I think my eyes counting are getting bigger. Fingers. Yeah, she's okay. counting on her fingers. And I'm like, and she goes, I think four. And I'm like, all right, we can do four. All right, well, we'll see four of you tonight. <laughs> I close the window and I call my husband on the like, honey. He's at the store. I'm like, buy some more hot dogs. There's gonna be four of them coming. And he's like, okay. And he goes, did you see the, the guy with the filthy tattoo yet? And I said, filthy tattoo? How bad could it be? He goes, you'll see. And I'm like, okay. So then I go over and I tell my friend, I'm like, what just transpired? And and now we're having four for dinner. And she's like, okay, Angie, okay. And, you know, I'm describing the characters and she's like, okay. <laughs> so then... I go back over and it's later in, in the afternoon, like we're about to, you know, have them come in like an hour. And then I see the guy with the filthy tattoo. It's a guy who's shirtless to, to the waist down, low slung shorts and across across his lower, lower belly, underneath his belly button mm -hmm. is the word filthy. Oh, in, literally. In, in large font. In large font. <laughs> Yeah, too. I love it. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Guess who's coming to dinner? Guess who's coming to dinner? And so I'm like, all right, all right, Lord. You're at the helm of this. And and the men, my husband and, and the husband of our next door neighbors go over and say, okay, guys, we're ready. Come on over. And we had this feast prepared for them. And they come over one by one. And boy, they ran the gamut of just, they were all so very different. There was that, you know, nicely buttoned down shirt. He, yeah. he worked at a pharmacy. Okay. His partner was filthy. Oh, that was filthy, his mm -hmm. partner? And, and the electric blue hair lady who now changed out of her swimsuit, but I don't know. Did was, she wear more clothes? She did, <laughs> she did. And then there was this guy with this leather jacket and this kind of, you know, I don't care attitude. Mm -hmm. And, um, and his, you know, his name was Jonathan and they all come over and we all kind of introduce each other and we enjoy a meal together and we get to know them. It was the best night. How fun. We, I, we all had such a great time getting to know one another, hearing each other's stories. Um, and we enjoyed it so much that I was like, we need to do this again. Well, in the course of conversation, filthy guy. I'm just going to use those those names, you know, because it's easier for it's people easier. to picture. Yeah, it's, yeah, we're going to picture this um, because, and that's how he put himself out there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's what he, he wouldn't put be out. offended. Yeah, he wouldn't. Be. So anyway, um, he he was sharing how his grandmother. He was from the area, and his grandmother was so so special to him, mm -hmm. and um, they would write poetry in a little oh notebook to one another wow. when he was little oh and gosh. he, how she called him peanut. <laughs> I mean, these are, this is gold. 
you don't get this stuff yeah. if you don't get if you don't open up i mean the yeah house, and you would have never got that from looking at his filthy tattoo <laughs> right you'd have just walked away with your idea of who yeah. that is that's right wow and so i said i got an idea let's have poetry tea time tuesday Oh my gosh, I love that so much. We're all going to come together on Tuesday night, which was a few nights from then. And we all, the rules are you have to bring a poem to read. Whether you wrote it or not, you got to bring a poem to read Brilliant. and a snack to share. So Tuesday night comes, every single one of them tromped over with their poems and Peanut, filthy, brought his grandma. Oh my gosh. I kid you not. And we uh, all read our poems. And we had Jonathan with his, his flashlight. He was the spotlight guy. And I have recorded Peanut's grandma reading her poem that she wrote to him as a little peanut. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I mean, and the month proceeded um, after that we would take each one of them out for coffee dates, you know, to just get to know them better and share with them our faith and um, engage in conversations with them and just really do life with them. Yeah. Um, I had Quinn at, at the table doing math homework with Filthy. Mm. You know, he brought out some of his stuff, you know, like craft stuff and they would do crafts together. They would do crafts oh together gosh. at the picnic table. <laughs> I mean, we'd go Christ for walks stuff. together at night, the two families and us. Mm -hmm. um, we got very close to Jonathan. Mm -hmm. He became like Sean and mine's little brother and the kid's big brother. I mean, he, he did not like children. He's like, I hate kids. But he loved ours. Because ours loved him. Mm -hmm. And um, to this day, we have a bond with him and a love mm -hmm. that we share with him. We call each other brother, sister. He's going to our, our, our daughter's wedding. We have connected with him in the years since in, in different states. He's come here. My, my children went to his wedding. I mean, we are family. Wow. Um, and much more unfolded from this month. He ended up following us. He ended up coming with us. Wow. Um, up to into Orlando mm -hmm. and then into North Carolina. He followed us. We went on a cruise with him. And all of this increased his faith. Mm -hmm. um, it served to increase his faith and show him his, his whole thing was, I'm searching for perfect. And I said, we have perfect. Mm -hmm. His name is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Look no further. Um, but he wasn't in that place at that point where he, because he had a background in religion. Okay. Yeah. Um, and had been hurt. Mm -hmm. um, but you know what? God sent us to show him what relationship mm -hmm. looks like. Really neat, really neat um, experience that Amazing. we wouldn't have gotten to have. Had you not just simply said, do you want to come to dinner? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and taking it back if we hadn't said, is this all there is? That's true. Yeah. It's interesting how God stirs a heart to do something. 
I really believe he does that. You know, like like not everyone's gonna do the same things. That would be so boring, right? You know, they, we need people to stay. I was just thinking that I some mean, people need to stay. They there. need to yeah. stay because there needs to be harbors mm -hmm. for the ships to come into. That's right. That's right. You know, and and you're right. You know, God's word says he, he works in us to will and to work his good pleasure. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, he does that in us. Mm -hmm. He leads us in this. Mm -hmm. You just got to be listening, abiding mm -hmm. in him to hear his voice. Yeah. And it's helpful to know, that to kind of watch for confirmation. Like, when you have a family, it's easy. Like, okay, if my husband's not on board, then this is probably there you go. not really a God thing. This is more me. Or maybe I have to wait, you know. And with your kids too, like just coming with you, you know, I've seen that played out when I went to Thailand on a mission trip. Mm -hmm. We went with a family who um, the husband and the wife felt called to stay in Thailand and not ever go home. And mm -hmm. they had a two-year-old and there were five couples with two-year-olds, but this one couple that felt led to stay there, their son picked up Thai at two years old. He spoke very well in English already at two which is pretty impressive That's for a kid incredible their family communicated really well too kind of like reminds me of yours but yes but he's he picked up Thai um, better than any of us were picking it up like he was already starting to speak Thai while he was there two years old and they fit right in and they never went home with us they stayed and um, they are there to this day they he run now runs the youth with mission Bangkok Wow um, you have been in Washington State for a while now. Seven years. Seven years. Okay. Parked. So, <laughs> parked for seven. Wow. And thank goodness because we get to meet you. <laughs> I don't know how much longer you'll be here, but I hope it's a while because this is fun. We have no plans of yeah. going yet. Oh, that's nice. Well, anyway, so what led you here? Like what, what got you to actually come to a place and then decide to stay? Um, as we were going around the country... Um, I was on Instagram and I was part of this um, photo a day challenge. So there was a, a lady that I kind of connected with um, on there as we were coming up from through California on our way to come to the PNW for the first time. She posted a picture and it was beautiful, this beautiful bridge over this river. And I said, oh man, that's beautiful. Where is that? And she said, Randall, Washington. And I'm like, where in the world is that? And she kind of explained, and then she said, I see from your pictures that you're coming up through California, and if you get up this far, you're welcome to come and stay um, our church. You can park your bus at our church. We have a hookup. And I said, okay, you know, we had done things like that. We had been offered that, you know, different times throughout our, our going around. And so I said to Sean, I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? Here's this place. And he looks it up on a map. He's like, okay, well, we're supposed to go to Montana, you know, after Vancouver. We were stopping in Vancouver for a couple weeks. So yeah, we can do that and hit it on the way. Mm -hmm. And um, so we took them up on their offer and we pull in. Um, we lost cell signal because it's in kind of the <laughs> middle of nowhere. If you've had you been. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, and it is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And we pull up. And there's this, the woman, my friend, who um, they have nine kids. I think five of them, the, the lower five, the younger five, <laughs> the, lower five. <laughs> the younger five were sitting with her, like her ducklings um, on the railroad tie by their house waiting for us. 
and we pull in and we're greeting each other. Um, up pulls this big 12 passenger van with her husband, mountain man PNW guy. <laughs> he pulls out, comes out of the van with his upper or the older the upper <laughs> kids, the upper and the lower. Upper. <laughs> um, and and he's like, you know, hey, y'all want to go haying? He says this to my two upper, my two older <laughs> girls, and um, and they say, sure. What's haying? <laughs> we we're suburbanites, right? We're from right. suburbia. We have no concept of what haying is. We don't have hay in and Florida. And he, right? <laughs> he he looks down. And he goes, "You might want to change your shoes," because they had flip flops on. It's summertime, and they're like, oh, "Okay." And so, I for some reason had no reservation sending my two girls to go haying with this mountain guy and his kids, like I that I had just literally met. But I felt totally safe doing that, <laughs> and away they go, and and so the mom and I are there with our littles, and she says, "Well, you know what? After they're done haying, the people they're haying for, they have a big meal for everybody to thank them because, you know, there's they need a lot of help and they can't afford to pay everybody. So this is how they thank them. Do you want to mm -hmm. go?" And I'm like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> so we go that night, and. Um, there's this huge long table uh, spread out with the with the meal and everybody had just come in off the field and washed up and we hold hands around the long table with paw for all the world at the head of the table sleeves rolled up overalls and he says a prayer of blessing over the food and I am like <laughs> this is beautiful I don't deserve to be here you know and it's just kind of like a movie to me. Mm -hmm. And so we sit down and my everybody's just talking and eating and my husband turns to me and he goes, you know, I kind of feel like we missed out on getting to take part in the work. And Pa goes, well, we're gonna be doing it again tomorrow if you wanna come back. And we look at each other and we're like, we can, let's do it. Let's come back, let's just stay here. And so we did. And what was supposed to be one night ended up being five nights. Mm -hmm. And that took us over a Sunday and we got to go to church with them. It turns out that the PNW dad who said, y'all want to go hang and he was the pastor of the church. <laughs> and it was, it was the most beautiful five days of watching these people love each other so well wow. and, and be community so well, the body of Christ to one another. We would open our door and there'd be a bag of apples from somebody's oh. tree. Like here's our little offering. I'm like, oh. it's kind of like what you had been doing for others. All of a sudden, it was being done for you. Yes. Wow. Indeed, it was like it was very reciprocal. Yeah. It was a beautiful dance, and so when we left, we went on to Montana, spent a month there. We were supposed to then go to Colorado, but that didn't work out. We couldn't find a place, and and my friend said, well, you know, you can always come back here, and we were like, we don't go backwards. <laughs> you know that we we had not yet it's funny that you 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 aren't like a routine kind of couple and yet you had your routine <laughs> well not yet because we hadn't finished you know our our circle right yet. you know we 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 were going to go onward onward right mm -hmm. so it wasn't necessarily routine but it was uh well, we're not we're not done exploring we don't want to go back right, right. back There's more that, to that's see. backward um <laughs> 
But indeed, we went back and we ended up spending another month there because with my husband's work, what would happen is he would have to go away to his conferences that he does um, for like a week or so. But he would deposit us somewhere and I would drive him to the airport and we would do life right where we were, the kids and I, until he came back and then he would pick up with us. Mm -hmm. Um, So he deposited us there in Randall for a month and we took him to the airport and we just did life with these people and grew so very close and just grew to love them and ended up doing that every year when we came around. So every year we'd stop in Randall mm-hmm. at the church. So how many years was this that you had been out there doing this? That was, we did that about three years. Three years in a row. Yeah, three, maybe four mm-hmm. at the time when we, so we, but my kids kind of grew up with those kids because we would see them for a month and it, it increased every year, the amount right. of time we spent here. Um, and so, you know, we, we kind of were part of that community, but then we'd leave and we'd come back and we'd leave mm-hmm. and come back mm-hmm. and the same people would be there and we'd pick up right where we left off. Was it always in the summer? Yes. <laughs> so you only saw Washington we in the summer? We only saw the right. fair weather. Yes. Right. Which was The best good. weather ever, yeah. by the way. I mean, I, I would say we get of the best course. weather in the oh United my goodness. States here in the summer. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I think, you know, God knew that we would need that. Uh, to see that in order to say, yeah, we can do life here. Yeah. Because this Florida girl, um, <laughs> you know, you do come to see the gray, the mm-hmm. sky, the, the rain, mm-hmm. the lengthy so um, season of Darn. that. <laughs> but, but by now I've come to, uh, you know, appreciate that. I've come mm-hmm. to not hate it. Mm-hmm. I've come to see the beauty in it and push and do life through it. So. Um, but yeah, had I, had I been met with that, I don't know that I had signed up for it. So, um, but yeah, so we ended up coming and, um, the, what the last, one of the last years we came back around, um, our bus had broken down in Montana Mm -hmm. and, but didn't break down. It, It was making a noise and we put it into the shop to have that noise checked out and to get an oil change. Well, they did the oil change and then they couldn't get it to start. And they said, oh, something's wrong with the engine. Okay, well, when your bus doesn't start and you live on it, that means your house doesn't start. So then you have to get an Airbnb or a place to stay. So we did, we scrambled and found one for a few days while they tried to figure that out. And then they give us this bill, this um, estimate that says, okay, it's gonna be $28,000 to fix your bus. And we were like, oh my goodness, that's like everything we have in savings. And so we had a family meeting at Taco Bell and, <laughs> and we were like, okay, y'all, are we done with bus life? We wouldn't have thought that Missoula, Montana was where God would stop us mm. to put down root, but we're open to the possibility that that's what God is doing. Do we all feel this way? Like prayerfully putting this out and coming together and saying, are we done? Are we ready to push, put the brakes on or do we? push cash all of our chips in on saying no we're gonna go we're continuing on unanimously we're not done okay we're willing to we're willing to put our money where that that is we're gonna willing to put in the resources but we went back to the um, shop 
my husband was on these bus boards, which were invaluable to us, invaluable community of support. Um, and they said, no, if you brought it in running, it's their job to give it back to you running and they need to fix what they did to make it not run. And so my husband told them that and suddenly they figured out that when they did the oil change, they forgot to put a cap on something and it was sucking air something into the engine. simple like that, oh my gosh. And so they figured that out and I heard my butt, I was, I, when my husband went in to tell them that, I went praying and I'm like this kind of praying, like, Lord, please, you know? Yeah. <laughs> please. Desperate. Desperate, make yeah. the bus start or, you know, move here, Lord. And I could hear from down the street, our bus was loud. I could hear it start up and I was like, oh. <laughs> Wow. <clears throat> went back and we drove away, went, came back to, we were supposed to come back to Washington. And <clears throat> one of the people on the bus board said, I'll meet you in Spokane. I'll look at your bus for you. We'll go through it and we'll find out what's wrong. He did that in an Albertson's parking lot. This guy comes in, lifts up our bed, the engines underneath, did open bus surgery and, <laughs> and found that the only thing that was wrong with it was we needed a new muffler and for about 30 bucks we could fix what it was oh that we were gosh, hearing and he said you would have wasted every penny of that $28,000 had you done that <clears throat> wow praise God yeah. so then we make our way now we are not towing we we towed a big 12-foot conversion van behind the bus it was ridiculous um, so we unhooked that. My, my husband didn't want to tax the bus anymore mm -hmm. to get over White Pass oh, yeah. to come. Ha have you been yeah. over it? Mm -hmm. It's it's a little epic. It's like Lord of the Rings epic wow. to me. Yeah. You know, like oh gorgeous. my goodness. And so my oldest daughter and I were driving the van. My husband was driving the bus in front of us. And as we're going, I'm looking around at the splendor, and I and I just get this feeling, and I think in my head, it's kind of like we're coming home. And then right then, my daughter says, it's kind of feels like we're coming home. Mm -hmm. And I looked at her and I was like, I can't believe you just said that. I just thought that in my brain. And we kind of marveled at that. Mm -hmm. We get over the pass, we get to Randall, we get out. Everybody's coming out of the bus. We're coming out of the van. We're hugging everybody, reuniting. My husband steps out of the bus and he's looking around and he says, kind of feels like we're coming home oh boy and and we my wow. daughter and I are like I can't believe you just said that and we need to talk so you know we did we had to talk and we're like you know you know we said we weren't done with bus life but clearly God's doing something here maybe we could look for property to park our bus on and just purpose to come back here every year mm -hmm. and so we did we said all right, we're going to do that. We're going to look for a property. We didn't, we weren't looking for a house. We weren't looking to make a bus stop. We were just looking to, you know, make a pass through, you know, something yeah. we could pass through, maybe have other bus friends use, you know, along the way. Um, but what we ended up finding, we didn't find anything that year. We came back the next year and found the, the property in that house. It actually has two houses on it way more than we were looking for, way more than we would ever have thought, and way more than we should have had in the natural. Like in our, there there were so many doors that we had, that had to be opened for us to get that property. Oh, wow. That God just opened one after another. And we find ourselves holding keys and signing papers. And we're like, 
Okay. Plan. Okay. He made it really clear that this is yes. this is your place. And since then, we have seen so much of why. Wow. It's been really neat. But that's in a whole nother. That's another one that we have to do. <laughs> so good. I love I love these stories. Well, um, so for, for my final question, I would love to ask you. There may be somebody out there right now who's listening to this story and just they're feel they're in a place in their life where they feel like they they're kind of maybe where you were at one time, where you're like, is this it? And what would you say? to a person that's just kind of unsure of their future. Um, but what would you just say to encourage that person out there that is maybe in a stuck place? Maybe they feel stuck right now. Hmm. Um, don't be afraid to fail. You have permission to fail. I'm, I think I, I think that applies to more than just my husband. Mm -hmm. um, we have permission to fail. Um, jobs can be gotten again houses can be procured again you know lives can be built again um i don't know you know what that might mean for somebody else um, maybe it's starting a new company maybe it's um, diving into a relationship maybe it's leaving a relationship you know whatever it may be mm -hmm. but um fear should not be a, your motive for anything mm. um and then patience because these things take time sometimes you know, it's not always okay. Like, like with in our case, we did this. Now, okay, we're ready. No, 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 no. Um, there's, there's, there are things that need to be built in. There are foundations that need to be laid here. Mm -hmm. There are lessons you need to learn here along the way to get to where you're going. Mm -hmm. That are really going to come in handy when you get to that point. Mm -hmm. And so, to be patient and know that it's not just going to always happen overnight. It's not going to happen in the way you think it will. Um, but it will be probably better than you thought it would be mm. in ways that you couldn't even imagine. That's good. That's really good. Boy, this has been such a joy. Thank you so much for just taking the time out of your schedule. I know you're a busy woman. So, um, well, thank you thank for you. having me. Absolutely. It's fun to share, you know, the, the things that God has done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And ultimately, is. this is not about us. It's about him. It's about what he does in for and through us and he will get the glory that's right that's right thank you Thanks you're welcome so well we would love to have your whole family back next time so oh, i want to hear from all of the family yeah. <laughs> because i'm sure they've all got some exciting stories to to share and throw into the ring there so i love hearing their perspectives too <laughs> yes that'd be great well if you're just tuning in this is creative clip jumpers podcast and i'm kim krennic and today I interviewed Angie Shanks. I love these stories that Angie shared about life on the bus with her family. I'm very excited to announce that for the next podcast episode, I'm going to have the whole Shanks family together in their home. So yeah, if you want to hear that, subscribe to this podcast and be sure to share with others so that they can find it too. Thanks so much for listening. God bless. <laughs>